Why, hello there, and welcome to Wicked Curious Radio. I am your mystery maven, Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities, here with a show about the macabre, the strange, the unusual, the mysterious, the spooky. And I'm accompanied by the amazing Ken. Greetings. Greetings. <laughs> and salutations. And salutations. You're doing both today. I'm doing Greetings both. Today. Salutations. Sending regards, even. Excellent. <laughs> And that is Lou on the other side of the board. Yes. Who makes many magical things happen. Oh, yeah. Conjures conjurer, many things. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. Conjure many things. Making it happen. Making it happen. The show has slanted towards the macabre. It's been more macabre. More macabre. Of the last few weeks. <laughs> I can. Well, she does. If like I can mutilate that word. You can. You yeah. can mutilate. And, yeah. and macabre is things that are mutilated, yeah. too, so it works in both senses. Roxy does prefer the macabre. I do prefer the macabre, which, you know, not, not everybody prefers the macabre, it's, but we have it's to be what you do. It is. <laughs> we, we have to represent the macabre. Bringing it back. That's right. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Good Sarah. Good <laughs> so, um, First one in. First one in. So, of course, if you are just tuning in to us for the first time, you can find out more about New England Curiosities on our website, which is newenglandcuriosities.com. And you'll find a variety of tours, events, and classes happening on there. And this week we have a couple of really big events happening. Um, in particular, tonight we're at the Wyndham Restaurant um, doing uh, Dining with the Dead with New England Ghost Project. So um, that will be in just a matter of hours. And we'll be talking about those who are accused of witchcraft outside of Salem, Massachusetts. It and happened. it did happen. Mm. It did. And uh, sort of the ghost stories and folklore that were left in their wake. So I like to delve into a lot of the lesser known stories. This gives us a nice opportunity yeah. to do that. Although um, we were in Salem, Massachusetts yesterday, and we do have some reflections on that, which we'll get to <laughs> a little bit later. Um, Witches of Salem were the Russians of their time, huh? <laughs> yeah, it seems to it's be. It was the Russians. It was the witches. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, there's always someone to blame. It yeah. Was, it, yeah. Was this, it, yeah. was this group, it was that group. Right. It was this supposed group. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, if you're interested in getting tickets for tonight's events uh, tonight at the Wyndham, you can go to New England Ghost Project's website, which is the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And then on Friday night of this week, we are doing a rare investigation of the South Meeting House, quite historic, going back to the 19th century um, in Portsmouth South End. And you can find information there um, on uh, newenglandcuriosities.com. I think we have a handful of tickets left. So you can check that out. It's a really fun evening where we cover the history of the South End neighborhood, which, um, if you are unaware, used to be our red light district in the city. And the many things that have gone on in the South Meeting House. You'll get to walk up and check out the clock tower and kind of dive into what it's like to uh, be in an old historic building in Portsmouth that have lots and lots of different ghost stories and um, lots of takes on that as well. Appear into all the nooks and crannies and corners of this building. Mm -hmm. And one of the best views of the city of Portsmouth, which you can again see from up in the clock tower. And the clock tower itself, dare we say, is quite amazing because it still has its original 19th century clockworks up there and the clock has to be wound by hand and it's just um it's a very incredible thing to see it's kind of a, a rarity um the clockworks are actually made in waltham massachusetts it's a nice piece of history in its own right it is it's it's just it's just fabulous to even get up there and check it out and we'll have snacks and other things for you to check out while you're there and um we did this last uh november and it was really fun so mm. we're expecting another exciting night nice. it'll be a good time it will be a good time 
Um, God, there's so many, so many things to uh, to talk about. <laughs> the Russians are a true danger as opposed to witches. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, we're back to Russians again. We are. They, they came and went. Now they're back. Indeed, indeed. So, um, hello to everybody um, that's in the Facebook chat. Uh, we just got back from a variety of burial grounds. We did more burial grounds over this past weekend than we actually did cemeteries. So the distinction of burial grounds is that they're more colonial, largely yep. more 16, 1700s era, um, because we are trying to <laughs> trying to wrap up our last few photos for, um, of course, the Memento Mori Oracle, which is yeah. um, my new divination deck that will be coming to Kickstarter on May 1st. So it was the shaping up. Nicely. It is shaping up really oh, nicely. Yeah. So we'll be um, posting information on that as it goes. And of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter on our website if you want the inside scoop and some early images um, on the deck. And the deck does uh, feature New England's oldest and most notable graveyards and a lot of the stories behind the monuments, the carvings, the symbolism, and then to be able to use that as a deck to derive meanings, uh, inspiration, and um, to do reading with so i'm super excited you need about more that. images are you expanding the deck i need more images uh well oh, no you, they you, were uh, they were um so i i had a going for that 85 as opposed <laughs> to the 58 <laughs> we could we yeah, could yeah. um it's and it's it's so hard too um because we were walking around the burial grounds and i'm like oh that's a good one yeah that's a good one that's a good one and then it's like how do you choose right so um yeah it would be great if if i did add additional cards to it um but we had to go and uh reshoot a few uh images of stones and then there was one in particular that we made a a long trek for that i had to have pilgrimage if you yeah, will it was and it was it was the type of thing that you know I don't care how long it's taking us to get there. If I just get that one gravestone, that's really all I care about. Yep. And of course, there's you know you get there, and there's all kinds of bonus, you know, yeah. other images and things you don't know. So um, we spent much of the weekend. Doing well, yeah, that. there was some certain go-to must-have images that mm -hmm. yeah. we either didn't have a clear enough shot of, or maybe get a better shot of. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we went for that one marker, but the journey is often the fun, right? Oh, it always there, is. Yeah. It always is. Yeah. And uh, we did. If you saw us out there um in these burial grounds so we went out um, you couldn't miss us this week no you couldn't miss us we did something very different um we were we were so we were out more um like pepperell bolton area of kind of central massachusetts on Saturday, yep. and then on sunday we spent um a good portion in uh, newburyport in salem however it's we, we don't have a lot of time when we get to the cemeteries when we're on a mission like to get this stuff done. Right. So we, we have to work with where the sun is and because people in New England are buried east to west, sometimes when we get there, the sun is just in the wrong place and it can be a challenge. It's happened a lot over the Head years. Heading east? Yeah. Heading east, feet yeah. in the west? Feet in the west, yep. So, and I'm guessing with these burial grounds and older cemeteries, a lot of the light, I mean, there was there's trees oh, that, yeah. that weren't there. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Huge trees. Oh, that weren't grown. Tree stumps or, you know, who knows what sort of obstacle is yep. there. So um, I had read uh, a few years ago through the Association of Gravestone Studies that when they were going out and documenting gravestones, you know, back in the 60s and stuff, they would bring out these um, white pieces of cardboard to put behind the gravestone, but they were also bringing mirrors and mirrors would reflect the sunlight onto the gravestone so you could see the depths of the carving and get yeah. the good contrast. So what do you think that meant for us? You grabbed a mirror. Yeah, we a grabbed a four-foot mirror we uh. took with us 
to the barrel grounds and people were stopping us saying, so what are you doing with What are you doing mirror? with that mirror? Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, particularly in Salem, we had the mirror. You know, I mean, it's 2020. There's lighting, too. I know. <laughs> I know. Probably a little easier to work with. I don't. I don't is, yeah. But there is something nice. More expensive for sure. Oh no, yes, no, yeah, it's, true. it is more expensive. But using the mirror, especially we got, because you thrift shop like I do. I do. Yeah, right? I do. Yeah. That's 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 a whole whole other yeah. animal. Um, may have hit a thrift store. Yeah. yeah, we may we may have done that too. Um, but our focus was on the cemetery. So keeping that in mind, when we were using the mirrors, it actually revealed portions of the gravestone that you couldn't even really see even if it was in the light because you could see all you know the finite carving and all of the details like if they had made a mistake or where they were doing oh, their tracing interesting yeah well it brings out the detail when it's like recessed or when it's raised you can the shadow catches it really nicely mm -hmm. and it's a nice warm light so it's not like a artificial led right. light because it's reflecting the sunlight so so um, it wasn't like natural sunlight we mm. just, just reflected it so we drag the mirror handy. around it did it did so that way we didn't have to wait for the sun to move or try to get in the right angle or get a crappy picture of a gravestone because there were stones that were completely in shadow facing away from the sun you couldn't get a good yeah. shot of it on its own or in the bushes and the mirror just reflect the light right back onto it and it's like daylight right on it i mean it, it definitely it, it took a, it takes a minute it took a minute when we were trying to well ken was trying to catch the light in the mirror and flash it on the gravestone yep. because you have to get at the right angle or it's too washed out right. or what have you so we managed to some of them it was a little bit more challenging because the gravestones were so big oh yeah like when we were in the trees you had to stand in the right spot to catch that ray of light coming through the branches or mm -hmm. else you couldn't do it and then i kept and standing in the light Ken kept saying, kept saying you're casting a shadow you're in the shadow again and i'm like yeah, yeah. i'm just trying there's to the hand with the camera yeah so stand back so, um, yeah, we probably got, I don't know, uh, I mean, oh, last count, I probably got 250 pictures, of which I really, because you know, I just can't walk by a gravestone and not yeah. take a so picture. So there you go, it's a 500 card deck. Now. Yeah, no, 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 538. No, um, there were, I mean, there were some, some great ones because we went to Old Hill in Newburyport because mm -hmm. um, there were a couple of specific ones I that I wanted on to that get. Hill. It's, yeah. so, it's so nice up there. It's kind of dangerous, though. It is. <laughs> it's kind of dangerous. Well, it can be. Yeah. You know, just tread lightly. Well, no, you tread lightly, but it's just like you it's really steep I and love there's it. gopher holes and <laughs> it's kind of crazy. That was that was mountain goat. All kinds of holes up, up there. Yeah. I was Billy goating myself up and down there. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> I was doing it with you. Um, so uh, we found some that we had not seen because again, it's one of those burial grounds like Mount Arbor, and you go you go through, you know, you yeah. spend the whole day, and you're like you missed a whole section. Um, and we were up in the in the bushes. It was really dark, and I actually had posted a picture um, on our Facebook page for Women Curiosities. And there was just some beautiful Romanesque portrait stones yeah. from the 1700s mm -hmm. of women up there with their you know their hair with ribbons in it, and just yeah. absolutely statuesque. And I was like, how do we miss these? So. Uh, my my tip for you is really leave no stone unturned. Like really take a look at some of these. And then we were in Salem, and we were in Salem. The gravestones um, at the Charter Street burial ground, which is their oldest, are you can tell like they've been moved around and they're pointing in different directions. And um, there was one, and I mean you're 
Ken's from Salem, and we've right. been there a million times, and we missed this one. Um, it's, I think it's like, I don't know, 1690 something. It was 16, yep. And um, it has Father Time with an hourglass on huh. his head. Oh, and, uh, and it was... And Death was, on the other yeah, side. Yeah, and Death and um, the skeleton on the other side, but we totally missed it. Almost. Because it was behind us and up against another gravestone. And, and it was in the shade. Oh, and the yeah. light was not on it at all. So it yep. looked like it might have been the back of a stone that was there. But the mirror saved the day. So we had a we had to use the mirror and point it to the west and we were able to hit the light. But it's um it's amazing. You go mm-hmm. back to these burial grounds that you feel like you know. Yep. And you're like, wait a minute. How did I miss that? Yeah, one? you can't take it all in at once. So you always you no. you're gonna you're bound to miss something mm-hmm. and you go back and it's like new again. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much there to distract your attention too. I mean, oh yeah. You know, you or see one, looking. and then you look around. And go, oh, I gotta go see that one, and you walk by three of them. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly you walk by, like, you know, maybe the, yeah. the the most unique one in the in the whole cemetery. Mm-hmm. You could walk but right by it. The history, just the dates. I mean, you see, like an old hill. You know, you see someone who was born in 1777. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, one of the first babies born in the United States mm-hmm. or, or in an f- independent country. And you just, you, you take the dates and you put the history around it mm-hmm. and you just, yeah, you just wonder the, what life was like for them. Oh, yeah. Imagine the context of the time that they were born or yeah. died in. It's like, wow. Yep. Just yeah. Just think about it. There was um, one that I had uh, posted on my Instagram last night when we got home from Salem and the um, epitaph simply reads, that they had seen nineteen winters, uh, and it and they, they di- counted the winters, and, yeah. and they died in sixteen eighty eight. Wow! Wow! Sixteen. <laughs> does that like blow your mind? It does. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what oh my god. What was winter like in sixteen eighty eight? Yeah. Seriously. Probably not comfortable. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, um, wow. It was it was really cool though. Uh, I don't even, I don't know which one do you want to start with. So they were here I, in sixteen sixty eight. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the pilgrims landed in 1620, and then they all yeah. started coming in 23 mm-hmm. in Portsmouth, 1623, mm-hmm. yeah. 1626 Salem, mm-hmm. just for a couple examples. Yeah. Yeah, I think the oldest one I saw in Salem, and I'm sure there's... Boston was right around there, too. Yeah, um, was 1670 something was the oldest one that I saw Amazing. in Salem. Amazing, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess we'll start with Salem, since we've been talking about Salem. Yeah, we were there. So, um... We'll start with the last so, one first. So let, let me explain well, why I do my my talks and my tours the way I do. So um, we love cemeteries, by the way. We, we, do, we well clearly <laughs> we're, no no don't need yeah. a big excuse to no we don't need or... a big excuse. So um, it's it's my passion to talk about New England history, and sometimes I take for granted that not everybody knows some of the basics. Yep. So we walk we walk into oh, yeah. Charter Street well, maybe not Cemetery, which is one of the oldest in the country. It goes back to, you know, like sixteen thirty five. It's, you know, mm-hmm. one of the first places. And we're not even in there a minute. <laughs> we're not we're even there like thirty seconds. And and after that first minute passed, I was on a ranch for twenty minutes when I heard someone walk. Oh around. yeah, this is. Go ahead. You can, you can. You can. You can. <laughs> I can't. I can't even bring myself to say what this person said. This so the, this group comes walking in. Obviously, this guy's visiting people in town. Yeah. And he he turns to his friend and goes, "So this is all the witches in here? <laughs> this one's all witches?" And the guy's like, "No, no, no." no. I mean, this is where they buried all the witches in here. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't have a grasp on it. Yeah. Like, no, this isn't the witch cemetery, and there isn't one in there. <laughs> I'm like, how... Take me to the witch cemetery. How, how do you... What? 
How do you even put those words together in a sentence? Yeah. And she's like, what? This guy just asked, is this where all the witches are buried? Is it? <laughs> yeah. How, how, how oh. do you not, and he, and he wasn't like, he was like our age. You know, probably at least 40s. Yeah. How do you not, I mean, in school they taught us, you know, back in 70 whatever, taught us about it. I, don't I mean, know. even in California they learn this stuff, I they think. Do. I mean, we learn about it more closely here. Right. Well, well, you well, learn yeah. an overview. We have an, an yeah. intimate yeah. history with it, but I mean, oh my gosh. Growing up in Salem, it was part of our curriculum. Right. I would imagine, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know um, how you not know that, but. We're just blown away. We're like, did, he, did we just hear him ask that question? <laughs> so this is all witches in here? Okay. Like, no. Okay. Uh, what you were yeah. thinking? No, yeah, no, I don't know. So, trivia, trivia question. <laughs> how many witches were hanged in Salem? Oh, God. Yeah, no, burned at the stake, Ken. Remember? Yeah, burned, burned at the stake. stake. They're right? all burned in yeah. Salem. Either way, the answer is zero. Yeah. <sighs> They're all Lord. innocent. Exactly. Oh, my God. So, okay. so that took me a minute. I was going <laughs> to express my impression, but now I'm a little scared to do it. That's no, okay. <laughs> they were pressed, weren't they? They're often pressed, weren't they? Giles Corey was pressed yeah. to death. Yeah. Yep. He was. He, had, he was part of the memorial yeah, too. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We haven't gotten yeah. to the memorial part yet because we were just in the cemetery. Part. Yeah. We'll just walk around. It was. It was a little muddy, but no snow. Oh no! It was great. It was beautiful. Um, so there was this amazing tree that we had noticed. Um, we probably easily 250 years old and it had eaten a gravestone. We were standing there, several looking at had eaten a gravestone. Yeah, it was it, absorbed in the trunk. Yeah, you could yeah. see a piece, a piece of it in the in the roots of the tree. So we were admiring this tree. The whole um, back of it was sheared off. It was some some form of uh, oak tree, and you, yeah, like the whole side of it was like wide open. Yeah, it was it, it was incredible. Um, and the knot of the tree you could look right through and see daylight so you could you know see through half of the tree yeah wow. and uh we were standing there and taking some pictures just of the tree itself and <laughs> this woman comes up with a little group with a little girl i don't know we're always in you know we're yep. always in the that, that place giving her a little tour yeah and she's 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 like she's like do you mind if you know i tell you a story about this tree oh really yeah. Like, well, okay. And I'm like, all right, sure, we'll stand here. And so she calls her. She had no idea who she was talking to. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she calls her, um, the few other people over, and, and she was talking about how the tree had been hit by lightning several times, which you could clearly see. Yep. Yeah, you could it see it was just you know, blown up. Splintered, and... but it was still alive, yep. and it was still growing. So she went to the trouble to tell us that the guy that was buried underneath the tree, which she didn't have his name, but we'll just take it for what it is, yep. that um, he was killed being struck by lightning. Oh. <laughs> and the tree that they put on his grave has been struck by lightning a whole bunch of times. Wow. So yeah, even in death, he couldn't get <laughs> away from this lightning. Wow. Was, this is like the Eeyore of the... 1600s right here <laughs> so his his fate was tied to lightning like one way or another the yeah. lightning was looking for him in wow. life and the afterlife yeah and in the afterlife so it was kind of too cool. much iron in the diet <laughs> something for sure, yeah. yeah something something to attract uh well i don't know was would they have considered that to be you know god's wrath back in the yeah day? he'd done something yeah, that oh, yeah. He, had, yeah. he had brought it about himself <laughs> Thanks. If so I'm lying, may God strike me dead. I Kaboom. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. And, and now that tree, too. Well, it's going to hit your grave again. I, and the tree was enormous. Yeah. So um, we had taken a, a couple of pictures 
You uh, and the tree you're buried under. <laughs> Damn you and the tree you're buried under. Yeah. There you go. Yep. That's so bad. So um, some of the pictures that we had taken, and I've yet to, to go See, through. See, I want someone standing over. I'm not oh, going to be yeah. in a grave, but I want someone standing. I would like someone standing over my grave making jokes 400 years from now. That would, would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Why not? It's a legacy. Right? What, Definitely. What do you think they're going to be joking about? Oh, God. Who knows? <laughs> It <laughs> could be a hundred things. So he's like yeah. famous for other reasons that weren't witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just think it's great. We're sitting here chuckling over this this guy. Yeah, 400 years 400 later. 400 years later. Yeah. I know. And, and the tree is still there. Yeah. yeah. So is he under it? Huh? Yeah. In, in some in some manner. I wonder if, you know, if it reached down, to, if like the electricity reached down to him. Because it went down through the roots. I mean. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. The roots are through everything. Who knows? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 it's all good. Um, so some of the pictures that we had taken, I mean, we haven't gone through them all yet. Actually, where the tree is split from the strike, it looks like the shape of someone standing there in a cloak. It's just got this really oh, cool. It does. It looks like this. Yeah, like cloaked figure. Yeah, shadowy figure in it. So it's you know it's probably just you know optical illusion, but it's really kind of cool. It's so pretty I've got cool to, all around. Yeah, I've got to go through um, some of the pictures to to really um, sort them out and get them posted. So that was really cool. Um, taking a look at that and walking around and looking at. I mean. We were looking at stones that were, you know, largely 1600s. Lots of them in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Mo mostly 1600s. And there was um, one in particular that we were uh, looking for. We were looking for one that had a really nice heart on it. I've, I've got a few stones, but not one that really hit me. And we found one. It actually had um, three hearts on it, even though it had been broken. And it's, it's, it's huge. It's okay. a giant stone. Hmm. Um, 1600s for three children. And when I got home, I researched the family and found that, you know, back in the 1600s, you didn't put hearts on gravestones. It was just, no. it, it was thought that you would put more symbolism for death in the afterlife and all of that. Right. And in reading about this family, that they were so heartbroken over the loss of their three children that they went against what would have been accepted at the time and put three large hearts, one around the names of each of their deceased children. Wow. So um, that's one that we're, we're going to be using in the deck also just because it has that great story behind it. It's a definite it. rarity. Mm. And this was Puritan religious stuff that they had to go against. Mm -hmm. They had to have some pretty strong convictions and probably suffered because of it. Yeah, it wasn't, oh, I'm sure. It wasn't wise to defy the church. Right. No, and um, one of the other things when we had come back um, from Central Mass on Saturday, uh, went back and did some research on some of the stones out there, and it's really fascinating to look at what people did sometimes when they got the stone from the carver. If they didn't agree with some of the iconography that was on it, that they would actually have it carved out. Oh, really? to to go with more of what they believed and it's funny i thought that you know over time some of the gravestones that we had seen that had carvings over carvings i thought that those were a mistake but in many cases they'd actually carve it out 
so the image would no longer be on the stone. And they had some very, um, in the book that I was using uh, called Graven Images as, as, as my reference, they had some very specific ones in Boston where they carved out the images because they they didn't agree with what was on the gravestone, but they still used the gravestone itself. How did this happen? I would assume most gravestones were done by neighbors, people in town, mm -hmm. or did people get gravestones from done from out of town? From all over. Both. I mean, we saw um, Saturday when we were in Central Mass, we saw gravestones from Connecticut in in a Central Mass cemetery. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they either had family or they had shipped it up. In New York, we've got one. We've got a couple um, in the Old York Burying Ground that specifically come from Connecticut. They've researched it. It's red sandstone. It's very peculiar um, type of artwork yeah. on there. So you kind of have a... a various source for where they've come from but was a shipping on a gravestone in 1700 well be used as a ballast <laughs> yeah oh yeah true still probably wasn't cheap yeah, um, yeah i'm sure it's still it still wasn't too cheap um we saw and i'm guessing some of the stone might have been status related oh absolutely. i would imagine yeah absolutely yeah or we, a connection to where you came from mm. your home where you came from oh interesting point yeah 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 we saw one um it actually was carved and god it was like 1700s mm -hmm. that it cost eight dollars in the 1700s yes yeah. the price was actually carved on the bottom of the stone it had raised out of the ground you oh, can see the price interesting. on it yeah so can you imagine i mean eight bucks you know eight dollars in the 1700s you know it was, it was probably like you know eight hundred dollars yeah it was probably super when expensive. you could buy things for half pennies right and then. i hate pennies mm -hmm. <laughs> pennies so um yeah it was really i don't know it was, it's kind of a, a strange notion <clears throat> to think that they were recarving gravestones based on what they believed instead of just getting another stone they would change the images that were on it yeah, i mean it's interesting eight dollars and 1700 would be 6100 dollars today oh really? wow. I, was, I was a little yeah. off really wow. well according to the u.s inflation rate can you imagine yeah wow i mean, I mean that's that's a commitment right there how yeah well so you can, i mean you can clearly see why so many people Mm -hmm. did not get gravestones back in the day. And that's why you do see the home jobs where, you know, the father or the brother or someone carved it out. Right, themselves. or they scratched it on a rock. Exactly. Isn't that funny? Wow. So the professional stone carvers were paid pretty well there. Well, I mean, that's what makes the, the ones that are so huge just incredible with, mm -hmm. you know, all the just lengthy, lengthy wording that's on there, having to pay for that by the letter. Some of them have like like a page, page and a half worth of yeah. text on there. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and I can imagine these towns, as we've talked about, there are always these founding families, these big families, mm -hmm. patriarchal families in the towns. Mm -hmm. They must have been very competitive about their gravestones, I would imagine. Well, it's funny. We were in um, Hollis, New Hampshire, and um, it was all s super snowy there. And as we were trudging through the snow, we found the first two gravestones for the founding family of Hollis. And they were gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. The like, founding family. Yeah, the yeah. founding. So they were the first... The first family to settle husband and then wife married to this part of blah 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 of Hollis, yeah. um, and that was that was seventeen early seventeen hundreds. Um, beautiful, just the detail on there was absolutely gorgeous. So um, yeah, yeah there. I mean, they're out there too, which is pretty cool. Of course, the the pastors of the deacon and, and the deacons of the congregations had some of the nicest stones. Yeah, they, all, they always, yeah, they always had. did some of the most impressive I would imagine, esteemed yeah. above the community mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and some and sometimes their um their table stones would actually be raised above them if right. they're buried with a table stone oh interesting yes yeah, to, yeah when you see to symbolize 
them being raised above the community, having a, a higher status, as it were. Yeah, you'll see them on legs, four, six legs, like yeah. a table. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's really something to to get such a reflection on the community that's there. Um, so we we were in Newburyport mm -hmm. for a while. Um, we had gone to Newburyport first yesterday. Great day for it. And it was so cool because we, we got out of the car and looked at the bricks and the cobblestone sidewalk, and they had, like, stars and numbers from the foundry in which they were made. Yeah. And they're all right there in the sidewalk, which, I mean, that in and of itself is just so cool. Yeah, you I mean, can tell history right there. Yeah. You know, they're 200-year-old bricks in the sidewalk know, with the information imagine? right mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. So cool. Um, but, yeah, we went up to uh, the, the little church there and yeah. checked that out, which was The Episcopal Church, yeah, the brick sidewalk mm -hmm. right around there was even amazing. And the back of one of the, the gravestones there said that it was a replacement, and the original stone was in, was it the Museum, Museum of, Fine of Fine Art in, in Boston. Boston? Really? Mm -hmm. Yep, so the back of the bottom of the stone, and they replaced it. Gotcha. It's got to be... You it's know, like a 100-year-old replacement. Yeah, it's got to be you know, from 100 years ago, wow. and it's got the... Um, the fellow, and he's got the walking stick and the, the, long, the, coat. the long coat with the buttons and the hat. And I mean, even that carving was, you know, was 100 years old. Yeah, so they made was, an exact replica of it. So cool. Was that and right on the back of it? Put the original in the museum just to preserve it as yep. a piece of history. So, uh, so imagine. Probably by the family or something, right? Oh, yeah. it could be. Could be. I think I asked you before, but I, I'll, I forget the answer. So I ask, I'll ask you again because there are several gravestones in Old Hill that uh, the person is identified as a consort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's a consort? As opposed to relic. So, so that was... A relic, that's another one, yeah. yeah so they, they actually go hand in hand. So a consort means the wife died first, and the relic means that the husband died first. Oh, really? So so like the remained. leftover, she remains. So that She's was the relic. widow, widower, widow, widower yes, type exactly. of designation? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, there's... So the relic, the husband died first. Yes. The wife's a relic. Mm-hmm. And is the wife the consort if she died first? Yes. Yes. And so it's always the female designation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Depending on when she died relative to the spouse. Correct. I see. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Amicable consort Amicable. of so-and-so. Relic. Yeah. yeah. You old relic. You old relic. <laughs> well, well, she was left behind. One mm -hmm. of the last gravestones as we were, um, and we didn't, have, we didn't have time to walk the entire burial ground. We were there for like two hours. Um, <laughs> One of the last stones I saw on, on Burial Hill, it was like, I don't know, like 1750, 1760. And the woman was 98 years old. Wow. Wouldn't you just want to just she sit down? She died and in talk 1760? To, yeah. At 90? Yeah. 98. Oh my God. Almost 100 years old. Yeah, I mean, I would have. So she was born in the 1660s. Yeah. I would have loved to yeah. have talked to this woman. Can you oh imagine? My oh my God, the, sto the stories. She and beat she the odds, seen. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, yeah, clearly she beat the odds. So did she come over? Or was she born in the United lived know. 98 years here it, in America? It didn't, it didn't say. Yeah. No. There was, there Sometimes was, she must have do. came over. Must have. I, I would assume yeah. maybe. So think of her journey in her life. I know. Getting on a boat as a child or maybe mm -hmm. a young adult mm -hmm. and crossing the sea. Yeah. 98. I was, I was like, hold on, and we had yeah. to get get a good good look at that. Or, one, being, or you know, there were those that were born here. They lived through the witch hysteria and everything. Oh, right. Yeah, I, and this is the thing about our towns, and we've talked about this a lot. Where you can stand there, and it's not just reading in a book. It's not hearing a story. It's like you're standing in front of this woman's grave. Mm -hmm. You're standing, you know, and you're there are buildings and houses in town mm -hmm. she saw. Oh yeah. You know, it's like 
It's crazy. It, it is. It's really crazy. But yeah. yeah, that was that was one that totally stopped me right in my tracks. I mean, these are lives lived. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wow. Um, I mean, most of the people were looking at. I'd say probably average age thirty to forty. Yep. Which was that was life expectancy, mm -hmm. you know, yep. back then. But again, you see a lot of people who are in their twenties, thirties during the American Revolution. It's oh, like sure. what did they see? What did they experience? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But ninety eight. They were in Washington, you know, came to town mm -hmm. in his first term. Yep. Imagine what it was like in Newburyport and Oh God, I can't even imagine Washington, Washington's visit in his first it term. Must have been something incredible. I, yeah. Yeah, it's, up to Portsmouth afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to even even fathom, even yeah. fathom. You know, and again, you get these. The more you delve into it, and I remember telling you about seeing the Pompeii exhibit, mm -hmm. and it's like they had things like they had colanders. Oh, I know. And yeah, this is ancient Rome, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. you always get the constant impression that it's so different than it is now, but it's so the same. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. They had colanders. They were straining things. Yeah, some things they were, were pretty. They weren't like stone colanders. They were nicely crafted metal mm -hmm. colanders. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's yes. incredible. Some things haven't changed. It's it's yeah. interesting. Some things can't change, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and you walk by houses, you know, in New Report and in Portsmouth too. It's like, you know, they were living in this house during the American Revolution. Right. Oh yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, even in Salem, we went by the, the Pickering House was 1660. Yeah, so we, yeah. we, we did yeah. some house watching, too. And yeah, I was going to talk about that after oh, the break. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So more to come. <laughs> so, uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and you are listening to We're Curious Radio. We'll be right back. For the best and curious entertainment, you have to check out New England Curiosities, located in the historic city of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. New England Curiosities offers tales and tours of folklore, ghosts, and mysterious history with author and historian Roxy Zwicker, New Hampshire's longest-running and original ghost tour. Roxy has been entertaining the locals, visitors from away, and curious souls since 1994. New England Curiosities has been offering tours and special haunted events since 2002. Highly respected and thoroughly entertaining. You'll be talking about your experience for months to come. Discover why New England Curiosities is consistently on top of travel and tourism lists. Yankee Magazine calls the Shadows and Stones Graveyard Tour one of New England's top five cemetery tours. The Boston Globe says an experience with New England Curiosities is one of the three best alternatives to visiting Salem, Massachusetts. From scenic trolley rides to walking tours and speaking engagements, there's something for everyone. So join New England Curiosities and experience why they are consistently featured in the media, including television appearances on the History Channel and the Travel Channel. Check out the latest legendary tours and events from New England Curiosities at NewEnglandCuriosities.com. And be sure to like New England Curiosities on Facebook. Greetings to you, traveler. My name is Roxy Swicker, and you may have heard of me being referred to as Maine's Mystery Maven or even New England's Scary Godmother. Creativity and curiosity are in my blood, always has been and is a way of life. And I really wanna share my creative projects with you. Just under 20 years ago, I began New England Curiosities, a tour and event company based in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And it's given me the opportunity to connect with so many people. And for the past 15 years, I've been serving the seacoast of New Hampshire as a metaphysical instructor and reader. Two of the things on my path that I've committed to are 
helping to empower spiritual seekers and to share stories from and with curious folks. I know that community is powerful and we can create so much together. One of my projects is Wicked Curious Radio, a radio show that asks, you are wicked curious, aren't you? And also The Woodland Alchemy, which is a film that brings its viewers to a place of imagination, the unknown, and the mysterious. If you would like to help keep these projects afloat and keep us moving forward, you can check us out on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Roxy's Wicker, you can find all of the magical things that we are doing. You can check out all the different levels of subscription and join us on our journey. So again, it's patreon.com slash Roxy's Wicker, R-O-X-I-E-Z-W-I-C-K-E-R. And we thank you so much for joining our curious journey. Welcome back to Wiki Curious Radio. I am your mystery maven, Roxy Zwicker from New England Curiosities. You are finding us on Facebook Live, uh, 102.9 FM HD2, anytalks.net. And if you're listening to us in podcast form on iTunes, Buzzsprout, SoundCloud, any of those platforms, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that way you don't miss an episode. And of course, we always are interested in your suggestions too for things that you'd like us to talk about. So you can go ahead and pop those into our Facebook live chat or you can always send us an email um, through our website at knowingcuriosities.com. So really quick announcement to to make. Um, I haven't announced it yet on Facebook yet. Um, over, oh God, all the days seem to run together. I think it was um, over the weekend, uh, Friday, somewhere in there. Um, I received uh, my welcome to present um, something uh, a, a little bit, uh, I would say, probably the furthest we've gone <laughs> with any of our work. Um, I will be um, presenting about tarot and tarot for magic and tarot for empowerment at StarCon, which is the Southeastern Tarot Conference, which is in Palm Beach, Florida, next January. Oh, nice. So, uh, it's, well, nicely located I, in time. I was going to say yeah. it's January. Yeah. <laughs> it's after the holidays. It's the third week of yeah. January. So twist my arm to go to Florida oh, for a long weekend in January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And curiosities in Florida. This yep. is great. So we're going to uh, go down there. And if you want more information on StarCon and what I'll be presenting on, um, it's StarCon, but StarCon is S-T-A-A-R. C-O-N. So there's two A's in that. And it's um, it's all, it's all about the metaphysical and the magical and the strange and divination. Um, so there'll be more on that to come. But um, all the information is up about what I'll be doing there and who some of the other authors and artists are. And we're talking world's class people from all over the world, which is pretty amazing. So I'm really excited to uh, meet some of the people that I have been following for years and also to present at StarCon. So, um, of course, you know, when we go, there'll always be a full report when we come back. And we will fit in some southern cemeteries while mm-hmm. we're down there to see what we can discover. I've got some restaurant suggestions for you down there, too. Oh, so. do you? Oh, yeah. Are you a regular Palm Beach? Yeah, that visitor? area, West Palm Beach. Oh, nice. Yeah, in that area. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to make Most note. Definitely. Yep. We'll have to make note. So StarCon 2021, we'll see you there. Here we come. Look out. We'll see you there. 
So um, one of the things that uh, Ken started to allude to before we took our break was some of the architecture. So when it was getting really dark, um, we had started to make our way from uh, Newburyport to Salem and finally out to Swampscott because there was a certain grave that we wanted to get out in Swampscott and then it started to get dark so um, we decided to take a ride through Salem and and try to find like the Portsmouth side of Salem where yeah. all the houses that were oldest were all clustered together right and Ken seemed to have a bit of a memory of that so you can go ahead and talk about that Oh, what the uh, the Pickering House was sixteen sixty, which I mean, we, we were just talking about the age and the lives lived in these places. It's, mm -hmm. it's just amazing. So is that the way it works in Salem? That all that that the older houses are all clustered in one area? Right. Because my impression of Salem, of. I mean, there's some of those. Obviously, I know that location, and there's some others. But look, Salem has been largely redone. Mm. Yeah. Sort of. The northern area of Salem is kind of where they're kind of clustered in a small area, but yeah. they're not like all over town like, like they are in like Newburyport. Yeah. And what was the reason for that? Um, oh, well, the Great Salem Fire tore through and took a lot of that yeah. out back in, the <clears throat> back in the, oh, geez, when the hell was that? It was late 1800s, I forget now. But yeah, the, the Salem Fire took a lot of that out yep. and spared this, this area of houses. There's always a great so fire, talking, isn't there, in New England? Every, every, <laughs> every town is a great mm -hmm. fire. I mean, you're talking... Some, a couple of them. Federal Street, Chestnut Street, all that area. Yeah. Mm. So there, a lot of the old houses were wiped out by... Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Then hmm. you can see there's some, some great old pictures in Salem about the, the fire and the devastation it had. Yeah. So, I mean, you see Salem's a lot of more modern construction in town and yeah. everything. But these are neighborhoods where you know the where the streets are like four lanes wide. There you can tell that back in their day, those were the prominent streets. The yeah. space between the houses is, is, is huge. Some yeah. of them have the main thoroughfares. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like Chestnut Street, I don't know the name of the street in Newburyport, but they're very similar. It's big and wide, and they get the big prominent houses on either side. So it's it's yeah. State Street and High Street and probably, Federal Street. Yeah, I think it would yeah. be those definitely. Yeah. And of course, these are these are the types of houses where, you know, once again, and you know, it is an open invitation if you don't have curtains in your windows. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I'm driving by. Oh yeah. You know, I'm gonna be looking. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be looking at your chandeliers and your fireplaces and your ceiling medallions yep. and wallpaper. and your paintings and your wallpaper. I mean, the, they're they're just incredible, and the windows are huge, and the front door steps with the columns yeah. are so grand. It's just phenomenal. So um, we hadn't we hadn't been through those neighborhoods recently no, uh, until yesterday. Way like a long time. Yeah, it's probably been more than ten years. So we decided to, to we take a ride through. We didn't bring the binoculars this time. No, but we did stop in front of a lot of houses. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's uh, that's a line. <laughs> we did, yeah, we did it's one stop. thing looking in the windows. <laughs> we did stop in front of a lot. Um, yeah. If you want to uh, see a um, photograph of the Pickering House, you can actually go to my Instagram page, which is um, RoxyZW, and you can see um, there's I posted a few uh, other pictures of gravestones that we saw this weekend uh, along with some more houses. So I, I usually post most of my houses uh, on Instagram. We we stopped my god it was like every other house oh well, we, taking pictures we of. took every little side mm -hmm. street we could mm -hmm. and yeah you like and you like photographing older buildings and i do architecture, I, yes. I am i i am an architecture junkie i yeah. absolutely love architecture it's part of that same history it goes hand in hand with the graveyards. oh it does because here's here's where 
the people who lived in the houses right. are buried. So yep. now I want to go look at their houses. Well, that's what I was going to ask. You're a, you're a um, down the rabbit hole type of person. Oh, terrible. So when you go to one of these cemeteries and you see a gravestone that you like, can you stop there or do you have to know something about this person? <laughs> I kind of have to know. Yeah. If it's, I mean, if, if there's if there's something on the gravestone that intrigues me, like the manner of death, like um, when we were in we were in Pepperell, um, there were two gravestones that said in the carving that they died because um, a cartwheel went over them. Oh. So it's car. <laughs> the wheel of a cart. Really? The wheel of a cart rolled over them and killed them. That needed to be included in the gravestone. Yeah. So yeah. They, yeah well, Pepperell's very interesting. Um, just to jump ship for a second, um, because the gravestones in Pepperell largely tell you how the people died. Oh, really? So it's really that was cool. a neighborhood thing. It, uh, well, or I guess it was a like thing. a stone carver thing. Um, Chel- uh, not Chelmsford. Um, Claremont, New Hampshire has this the same thing um where the gravestones are they died with a cancer on their face or they died from the falling of a tree these are or, out there um yeah, yeah the uh, pepperell had um that they were stricken with the apoplexy which was like a stroke yeah um so <laughs> yeah that was little, on there <laughs> how many uh, natural causes are i know yeah. are there and cause of death yeah we, we've seen quite a few so yeah when when there's something on the gravestone that's intriguing like that yeah. i usually will make a note or something with the carving like the three hearts something that i'm always looking for the most unusual yeah to but, go back but you have to dig the story you know, oh, yeah. she the will story yeah again. oh and i and well and that's and that's part of you know that's i i don't know the payoff but that's part of the fun of being able to piece it together and then there's usually like some extraneous thing like oh we stopped at that house or something or they mentioned it at this tour that yeah. we took or yeah, if you so can we can connect it the place they lived as well that's as well as where they're buried that's right. awesome do large families intrigue you like i was telling you that cemetery near Old Hill mm-hmm. has the Mosley family buried mm-hmm. there, which was a huge family mm-hmm. in Newburyport at the time. I'm guessing if you keep seeing the name, same name repeated, although that was fairly you know, 16 and 1700s, that was that wasn't terribly unusual. No, and in fact, um, in Pepperell there was a grave for a woman um, who had died. She had 10 children, 50 grandchildren, and 60 great grandchildren, and it was carved on the gravestone. So when she died. She had 60 great-grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Holy 10 cow. children and 50 grandchildren. And she was she was another one that was like 90. Yeah. And it was 1700s. And that was in Pepperell. I've got a picture of that. But still, you got to start young. to get Even if you die at 90. Yeah. You know, they they have great-grandchildren. 17. Yeah. They were married and, you know, having families. So, wow. I mean, look at, just look at that one woman. You want to talk a large family. Yeah. I mean, she populated the entire town. <laughs> yeah, right. And they didn't move far. No. <laughs> Probably didn't move terribly far. No. Yeah. You, you saw, you kept, I can't remember the name now, but I remember I kept That's seeing 120 that name people. In there. Yeah. Yep, she's solely Over responsible the generation. Yeah. For, yeah, for, crazy. for bringing that. Isn't that incredible? It is. Yeah. And other families are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Probably right. was a third of the town at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, we had gone down, uh, I think it was in Stonington, and it was it was a little tiny side of the road, Cemetery Stonington, Connecticut. And um, there wasn't a lot of gravestones there, but there was another one that was very similar where the woman had had, you know, like a dozen kids and so many grandkids and so many yeah. great-grandkids. And it talked about how, you know, she was an elder in the community and, again, huge family and they must have done very well you know even if some of them had passed on that's still a lot of survivors it's 120 people i know <laughs> there's I no just, family dinners or you know 
63 great-grandchildren running around. Where, where do you put them all? <laughs> you know, they, they, that, that whole part of town must have been like theirs. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, when we were in Salem, uh, we were on, was, was it Federal Street when we saw that house with the windows? We had to go around Federal the block. Federal Street, yes. So there was a, a, a very odd, odd house in in sales. Shocking. We had yeah. Yeah, you're like, we got to go around and get this. Is that where the witches are buried? <laughs> I don't like you, Lou. Oh, yeah, that was a running gag for the rest of the day. You brought back that painful memory. Yeah, that was a running gag for the rest of the day, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it was awful. Um, so we were, oh, we're... Let it go, let it go. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to. Just keep doing my work and trying yep. to right these wrongs <laughs> out there. Oh, my God, so bad. Um, so we were coming down Federal Street and, you know, again, looking at all these beautiful houses. And as we were coming up on um, this beautiful house, again, huge windows, I said to Ken, I'm like, you got to go around the block. Like, did you see what was in those windows? So um, they had lights on these massive statues. And um, what they, was it, three, four different windows? There was three different windows. Uh, statues in the windows? Statues mm -hmm. in the windows. and um, Lighted statues? They, they were lighted and yeah. they had... Like, and they weren't the Statue of Liberty. No, nope. no, oh. and they had like <laughs> flowers and swagged material they were like around scenes. them. They were, yeah, they were like and little vignettes. Windows. Well, they weren't little; they were vignettes. They were full yeah. Size, um, yeah, and you, you, you saw. I didn't see the sign, but you saw the sign. Um, well, one of them had like the Archangel Michael doing, and it said Michael saved us. Oh, okay. So, whatever that meant for them. So, so were all the themes religious? They were, and they yeah. were huge. I mean, it looked like you were looking at a church. It was a private house. They were all kind of like angelic figures. Yeah, they were all very with Cherub. lights on them and lots of wow. lots of decor. And they were right there in in the window, street level for you to. See. They're huge. Yeah, and the house was like you know. 18 well, that's what they were designed for. They weren't designed. They were designed to show. It was crazy yeah, though. Sure, it was, to, it was staged for the street. Yeah, it was yeah. just to go buy that and and see that in the window and, like, and, and no no other house just that no, one no no it's just it was so it's, it, it kind of stood out hmm. so um we went around the we went around the block and slowed down and apparently the historical society isn't very strong <laughs> in that neighborhood I don't, I don't know yeah well and, and that's a, and that was another really cool thing that you mentioned that um what I wish Portsmouth would do that Salem does is not only does it give you the date of the house and the name, but it gives you their occupation yeah. on the house. So cabinet maker, you know, shipwright, yeah. house right. Right on the plaque on the house. Yeah, so, there's a lot of that in Newburyport, too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish we had more of that. And I'm then there's a house that says in 1774, nothing happened here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a good one. That's classic. But you walk around and you see the names and you see, you know, shipwrights or, mm -hmm. you know people made ropes or whatever yeah, it was yeah. yeah oh my god it was the, i forget what rope makers were called but yeah. they had some name yeah we had um when we were in uh marblehead it said like cooper yeah cooper yeah. for a barrel for the, maker for barrel makers yep. yeah furniture maker shipwrights mm. yeah it's it's I, w I wish that they would do uh, another level of that yeah all around the, the south end that, that really needs to be done to and then uh, we've the talked date. about it for yankee homecoming they have if this house could talk which and is everyone amazing puts the history out and uh, it's I, catching mm -hmm. on there's a lot of communities getting into this now yeah i would love yeah. to, to we see have that to we have to catch that when is that again? yeah i caught it last during year. yankee homecoming which is uh the last week of july mm -hmm. oh it's, we, we got we gotta go see this yeah, yeah i remember it was really hot and i just drove from house to house and i got out <laughs> yeah 
And I just took a picture of that. Well, you know what? And the sign. Keep the air conditioner going. Hop yeah, back it was, in. It was really. I think they had 100, 150 some odd houses participating. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it should, they should be out all the time. I don't know why. It, yeah. it was yeah. cool because some of them actually had like the deed to the house. Like they'd photocopy it and put it there. Um, I remember I looked at one, and it was the same house, and the number of the house had changed, and the street name had changed three times <laughs> in Newburyport. Yep. And I was like, that like who That's would so have cool. known that? That was just so cool. There's one down there where they tell the story of the guy who um, he lived in. Did he live in the house? No, he lived in town, and then he went and fought the British in the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. and then after the war, bought it from the British, bought that house from the British, mm-hmm. and lived in it. Wow. Really? You know, some British guys and lived in it or something. Yeah, so there's a whole story. He was a, he was a, I forget what his rank was, but he was, he had some rank, fought at Bunker Hill, you know, that type of thing. It's oh, like, that's oh my awesome. God. Yeah. Then, I mean, then bought the house from the British people that lived yeah. there. That's awesome. It's by the way, get out of my country and <laughs> they I'm buying your house. Yeah, get out of this house. <laughs> they were leaving anyway. <laughs> yeah, oh were. my God. That's very cool. Yeah, it, it's so many of these but the guy, the guy lived before the revolution lived after the revolution bought the house from the british fought at bunker hill i mean god you know a block away from a church with paul revere's a paul revere bell in it and it's like god just i know it's right there in our I mean, backyard the house is right there you can lean on the house mm-hmm. you know it's incredible it's an interesting life right there too oh it, it is so if you are um, going to Salem and you're looking for a, a slice of their oldest houses, um, Chestnut Street, Federal Street, and yeah. really just you can just park and walk around. And all the surrounding streets in between. Yeah, there's um, there's some great great little connecting. Have side they been streets. preserved? Do you get that feeling of oh god of the era? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my god, there wasn't. I mean, honestly, there really wasn't a bad one yeah. in the bunch. No, there was one that needed a paint job. I remember. Other than that, I mean, they were great. No, but yeah. sometimes they're. You know, they put vinyl siding on them or whatever. Oh, no. They're redone. Oh. No. So these are fairly yeah. well preserved. Were, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully not. Yeah. You could see that they were completely appreciated. There was one um, little tiny side street that we had gone down. We were turning the block, and they had um, swags going from one house to the next. With, lighted garlands. With um, lighted garlands on them. It was, I mean, little teeny tiny yeah, street. Yeah, it was like a horse path. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was fabulous. So it was right up at the, the edge of the hill, and all those houses were just incredible. Some people had their, their front doors open so you could look inside. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Little tiny stairways, and then mm-hmm. there were some really huge, fancy yeah, stairways. Yeah, there some grand staircases. Yeah. yeah, it was just incredible. So Those are big architectural features, the entrance way stairs and oh to impress you front entrance yeah yeah. oh yeah some of them that we saw with the columns the the doors were double wide um which we have a lot of that in portsmouth as well but it's just you know imagine pulling up to this house and just what a a grand impression it would make um one of the dining rooms that we saw (gasps) had it was a house on the corner it was like 1805 was 180 something and the dining room on one side had four huge windows it looked like it was the size of like two dining rooms and it was just grand like a ballroom yep. stunning <laughs> i mean to so imagine the, the, the immense size of that room mm-hmm. how could you not be impressed yeah. of course the the house was giant too oh the house was huge the next house was like an 1870s house mm-hmm. and it had the original front doors with the original glass and it was to the point where the glass glass settles after right. time and it you could actually feel it and see it accumulating at the bottom and you could see it rippling down because oh. glass is essentially fluid right mm-hmm. and it's like i'm raising my kids and i'm going oh god we can't lose the glass <laughs> careful with those doors you know the barriers around the glasses survived everything you know don't touch them yeah 
Well, I mean, Portsmouth, it's great. If you go um, on Court Street in Portsmouth, there's a couple of houses where the glass is so old. All you just see is just waves yeah. in the glass. It's so wavy. It's like an optical illusion. Everything behind it's all wavy. Yeah. It's just incredible. Is that, is that how it was made or is that the settling? I think it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, um, I think the one the house I'm thinking of in particular is also early 1800s as well. And just see, you know, it's it's almost like um, it's almost like in, in drips. It's yeah. so old. Because that's what it's doing. It's coming yeah. to the bottom of the glass. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of flowing down there slowly. It's all, all these little details of all of these houses. It's yeah. just amazing. But it, you love being put in a position where you're on a street or you're in front of a building and hearing a story and being put in the position of feeling like you're there, mm -hmm, feeling... Mm -hmm. You know, feeling the same thing. Yeah. That, you know, obviously you can't, but at least you get a little taste of it. Oh, yeah, yeah without a doubt. It's, it is it is very much, I mean, those streets, like, going back in time. It yeah. definitely makes it easy to imagine being back then. Mm. I mean, yeah. some of the houses even had, like, the gas lanterns yeah. with the oh, flame yeah. out front. Oh, like, I love those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. incredible. Or the flaming bulbs that they have mm. now. Or a picture one of the groups for historical groups in Newburyport popped up with a picture of troops marching off to the Spanish-American War on State mm -hmm. Street. Mm-hmm. And you're watching these troops on State Street, and you can recognize the buildings. It's still there. And it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you could have been sitting at Anchor Pizza watching. Oh, right? sure. Watching troops march off. Oh, sure. You know, it's just like it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're still there. Yep. The the other um, couple of quick stops we made yesterday was at the uh, Witchcraft Trials Memorial in Salem. And we also went out to Proctor's Ledge, which was the site where they actually did the hangings yep. back in the day. Um, and right, we had, I actually figured that out. Yeah, we hadn't seen the memorial. Um, yeah, that's until pretty. Until yesterday, and it's just, it, it's it's nicely done. It's just a little edge of the ledge out there in Salem. So, how many witches were executed? Was it nineteen? Yeah, zero. Well, well, <laughs> they were all innocent. Yeah, they were yeah. I know, I know that. Yeah, that's true. How, how many, many alleged? How many, how many alleged witches alleged were? Witches. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was it was neat though yesterday because <coughs> it was you know fifty degrees and um, as we're walking through Salem we could see some of the trees were actually budding like the witch hazel was starting to pop out oh really oh it was crazy yeah, yeah there um, was like no snow in Salem oh god no it was but when we were inside um, the witchcraft trial memorial there was a tree that was in there and you know it's probably my overanalyzing things but the tree was dripping water out of one of the knots wow and I, I actually mean, I, took, drip. I took video of it it's on water um, or sap or I don't know. Yeah. It was just that one little part of the tree, and then there was like one other little branch. Can notice where there was so there were two, a yeah. little water coming out. Um, and I I posted a video of that on my Instagram story, and it was just it was kind of somber because you went from um, I think to the left of that was the m memorial marker for George Burroughs, who I talk about a lot because he was up in Wells yep. and they went and got him. Um, and then right after the tree was another one. And then you had the tree. I find, kind of felt like it was crying. Yeah, yeah it did seem it was, that way. It was, it was weeping kinda, for sure. Yeah, it was kind of kind of sad. Yeah, right at the Charter Street Memorial. Yeah. yeah. We on the seacoast got pretty well spared for snow to this I point. Know. I don't want to yeah. knock no, on wood no, here. No, but no, we uh, yeah. get through March. It's not over yet, but. Yeah. No, it's not over yet. Yeah. But um, if you... But you don't have to go too far north or inland to see snow. Oh, gosh, no. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, no, no. We, we, I mean, Pepperell, we were, for yeah. instance. Uh, Pepperell was all, all snowy and freezing. And then up into, um, into New Hampshire there. Yeah, Hollis, Hollis. And, yes. and that whole stretch. But um, if you want to see that video, um, you can go ahead and um, go to my Instagram story. 
and it's on my Instagram story. I have like I don't know twenty five seconds of video of that and um, of the a weeping few tree of the weeping yes. tree mm-hmm. in the witchcraft trial memorial. It's very, very surreal. There's even an interpreter sitting out there. Yep, there was. <laughs> in, the, in the dead of winter, there's an interpreter guy sitting at oh, the yeah, memorial to talk to people. Oh, a beautiful yeah. day, though. Yeah. I mean, there were all kinds of people flowing through But imagine there. if it was, like, you know, two below. He probably still would have been out there. Probably what language was he interpreting? Oh, no, he was just interpreting for a the, historic uh, for the interpreter. memorial. Oh, inter- yeah. oh hist- yeah. okay. historic interpreter. Yeah. yeah. There's a job. Oh, God. <laughs> Are this where the witches are buried? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, he seemed to be enjoying it. He was just yeah. sitting there having yeah. cigarettes. People yeah. talk to him. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> so, um, so we start to uh, draw to a close here for another uh, oh. episode of Wicked Curious, and um, thank you for everybody and all your commentary yes. today. And particularly um, over this past week, I heard from a lot of listeners to the show individually. So Excellent. feel free to reach out with your ideas, your commentary, and your story again through our website, New England Curiosities. And of course, we remind you to always stay Wicked Curious. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>